Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host, Adela Marcy, and today we're joined by my good man, Greg Rollet, or is it Rollet? I don't know. How it's, do I... it's Rollet, man. It's all good. Hey, yeah, it's yeah. early in the morning here, at least. <laughs> yes, it's early somewhere. We can make mistakes, it's fine. Um, exactly. Our show today is sponsored by Ambitious.com, which you own, we'll be speaking about in a moment, and also PurelyHosting.com forward slash uh, Adil, and if you go over there, you'll get your hosting and stuff like that. It's not... VPS is not shared. It's a halfway between the two. So it's enough to get your business off the ground and at a good price. And they build your site as well. So it's always good. Greg, right. Enough of me jib jabbering. Let's jump onto this because I've been trying to get you on this damn podcast for literally four months now. Yeah. You know, I, I suck sometimes, but you know, I'm here. We're hanging out. It's yes, going to be cool. Definitely. It always is. We had a conversation last week and that turned out to be quite a good, fun conversation in its own right. So go team. All right. So, um, I don't know where to begin with this. Okay, so a little bit about you, as far as I know, you are a you you own celebrity branding agency and ambitious.com and a ton of other litany sites, and you're generally a badass in everyone's books, as far as I've heard. So you got you got to give me a little bit more than that because anytime I spoke to you, I I even mentioned you to Dan Kennedy and he just giggled and went, I know Greg. Too funny, too funny. Yeah, dude. So yeah, so I'm a partner at the celebrity branding agency. Um, uh, it's myself, and Nick Nanton, J W Dix, and Lindsay Dix. And uh, at that agency, we help people. Uh, we help them become best-selling authors. We get them on TV. We get them into major newspapers and uh, magazines. Uh, we have a films division. Uh, we have an online marketing division, an offline marketing division. It's it's insanity. Twenty five hundred clients, thirty eight countries. It's, it's freaking nuts. It's insane. And our clients love us because we do what we tell them we're going to do, right? So you want to be a best-selling author, we guarantee you become a best-selling author. You want to be on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, we, we guarantee it. And our clients love that about us. And, and it's what's allowed us to, to grow the business, partner with cool dudes like Dan Kennedy's of the world, the Brian Tracy's of the world, the Jack Canfield's of the world. Uh, these are our homeboys. We were just hanging out with uh, Brian and Jack last week at our, uh, at our bestsellers event. Um, Nick and I are, are, are both part of the – Nick's a Grammy voter. I'm a Grammy member. So uh, we decided that we wanted to to uh, create the Grammys, the Emmys, the Oscars for best-selling authors. So that's what we did. So we have uh, the National Academy of Best-Selling Authors where we just had our big gala, 300-something authors, uh, about two weeks ago. Um, black tie event. I mean, it's, it's just killer stuff. So that's that's kind of the day job. And, and the new 24-hour day job is ambitious where um, – I want to teach young people to to get off their ass and do something. Whether that's mm-hmm. whether that's to go travel, whether that's to start a business, whether that's to get a better job, whether that's to create better relationships. Just there's so much cool shit to do in the world. Like, go out and do it. Stop watching freaking Netflix marathons all, all weekend. Look, I love I love video games as much as the next dude, but your life should not be consumed by Call of Duty, you know, is, is yeah. or Madden or whatever it is. So we we really want to teach young people to do cool stuff because. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, I've done a lot of cool shit. I'm, I'm 32 now. I'll be 33 in, in like two weeks. I've done more by 30 than, than most people I talk to have done in their entire lifetime. And if I can do it, and I'm a nobody from like Tamarack, Florida, this little ass small town, if I can freaking do it, well, then I know the world can do it too. So we're trying to give a voice to those people. So that's the Cliff Notes version, man. And, uh, you know, we, we have a good time. It's, it's, life is too short to do something that you hate, that you don't like coming into the office for. We, we enjoy what we do. We enjoy our clients. And we have a hell of a good time doing it. Yeah. Um, it's actually insane when you actually mention that. Um, about like how people actually just sit on their ass all day because like again I've just turned I turned twenty six five days ago from when this podcast was was made really. Um, oh, happy birthday! Thank Belated. you. Thank yeah. you. Don't worry, your birthday's coming up. I've not forgotten. Two weeks. Well, when's your birthday anyway? It's like uh, the twentieth, October twentieth. So literally two weeks tomorrow. Um, literally two weeks tomorrow. Same birthday as a uh, Snoop Dogg. If, <laughs> nice. if you uh, 
a little bit of trivia there, but uh, <laughs> Snoop, Do- well, you know, Snoop Dogg is our boy. He, he is what yes. he does. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's essentially just like it's crazy how many people actually don't get off the asses and do things. And like, no offense to the people I've actually ever uh, been in a relationship with, lived with, whatever. It's scary to me that my friends, when they look at me, they go, why do you work so hard? Why did you work so hard? Like when you were 18, all the way and so on. Now they look at me and go, okay, now we get it. Because I'm not saying I'm successful because like in my own mind, I'm far from where I want to be, but I'm further ahead than most people my age. And like you said, I've, I've done more things in my life than most people do like at this point than most people have done in their entire lives. And the main reason is, you know, fair enough. Don't get me wrong. I love Netflix. I really do. Narcos is a badass show. You know, <laughs> Daredevil, Sensei, I love all that shit. But you know what? I have days for those. I yeah. plan those days out. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we can actually um, take away. And spending time with entrepreneurs like yourself, uh, Dan, and all the other guys, it's scary. And FYI, anyone that's listening to this thing, oh, but I'm in some sort of like really fucked up situation where my life sucks right now. Go pick up a book. I'm not kidding. Go pick up a book, go pick up a diary, and go write some shit out. You will find there is always good stuff in there. Yeah, and so so Dan talks about this a lot. And so I'm, I'm a big Dan Kennedy guy. I know you were just hanging out with him uh, over the pond. He's out there hanging out, doing some stuff at the, the downtown Abbey and all that fun stuff. But, uh, you know, Dan talks about it a lot is, is that prolific input creates prolific output. And most people have really shitty input. Right. Mm -hmm. So all they do is play video games. They watch TV. They hang around people that are that are Dan calls them vampires. Right. But uh, they're people that suck the life out of you. So you go to the bar five o'clock on Friday because you just got out of your job and you go and you talk shit about how bad your work week was. Well, that's what you're going to bring into your life. And so the media, if you're watching like the daily news and all the murders and the rapings and the killings and the robberies and car crashes and all the bad stuff that's happening in the world, that's what you're going to put out into the world. And so, you know, what, what you were just talking about is, you know, and, and what Dan talks about and what I take to heart is change your input, right? Mm-hmm. So hang around people that give you a healthy mindset, read books, listen. I mean, you're listening to a podcast like this, so at least you're starting, right? Or maybe yeah. you're there, which is awesome. You know, read freaking books, go to events, go to conferences, read blogs that are positive, read entrepreneurship sites. It doesn't have to be entrepreneurship. Dude, just read about like musicians or, but just read positive things, watch positive things or, or watch the stuff that you want to be a part of and your output will change. The people you attract into your life are going to change. The, the, the opportunities that come your way are going to change simply by changing what you put into your mind. And I am, dude, I am far from a personal development guy. Like I have no freaking clue how to do vision boards and goals and all that shit and put it on the board. I don't do that. But I know that the stuff that I put into my life, like, I mean, I'm listening to the, the uh, on the way to the office today, I, I'm listening to the Elon Musk biography, right? Nice. This dude is freaking insane. He's, he's, building freaking spaceships and sending rockets to the moon and people, you know, for a million dollars, what Lockheed Martin was doing for a hundred million dollars, right? Yeah. Like just reading that makes you go, oh, I'm not doing shit in my life. I need to step my game up. You know, so, so change your input and it'll change your output in life. Oh, massively. Something that you've actually mentioned. This is kind of like a world's first that I'll be announcing this to anyone. And who better to talk to than you on this? Um, I'm so lucky. I love it. I know, right? Tell me about it. You you lucky, beautiful son of a bitch. It's how we do things. Um, It's because it was actually after work. I went to see Dr. John Martini on the 23rd of September, like the week before my birthday. Five days later, I'm in the presence of Dan Candy, and Dan's answering my questions, and I get to hang out with him crazy crazily spoiled that week which is awesome but dan mentioned something something you've actually come out with as well being more prolific the more prolific you yeah. are the more you'll get noticed the more you get noticed the more things go well for you and yada yada it's a, it's a self-perpetual cycle i decided to write a book i finally decided what my book was going to be about 
And it's the most simplest, easiest thing, and I've even titled it, um, which I will reveal later on. That kind of stuff right there would not have happened if I sat on my ass all day playing video games. And trust me, by the way, if anyone questions my video game score, look me up on Gears of War 3. I have like one of the highest <laughs> I have one of the highest scores on that game in the millions, by the way. I I farmed the shit out of that game at one point. But did I get all my work done first? Yeah, I did. Because it makes life a lot easier and agreed, I suck at vision boards. Anyone says, make a vision board, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, no offense to people that do. So I want to hit on that. So pro, so I, I love the concept of being prolific versus being perfect. Mm-hmm. Everyone freaking waits till it's perfect. Well, if you wait till it's perfect, you're never going to do anything, right? Your sales page is never going to be perfect. Your VSL is never going to be perfect. Your damn blog post is never going to be perfect. Your Facebook status ain't never going to be perfect, right? I got two kids. The timing to have those kids, it sure as hell wasn't perfect, right? But we're prolific, right? Mm-hmm. I do so much output. I write, I shoot videos, and I get them out into the world, like you just said. And the more stuff I get out into the world, even though they're not perfect, it brings stuff and opportunities my way, right? Do And most people don't care about it not being perfect, right? The ums, the ahs, you know, we're, 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 we're cursing a little bit here today. You know, we're, we're kind of just going on a riff. They appreciate that because it's real. It's not as polished. It's not perfect. And if you wait till it's perfect, you're going to be waiting a really, really long time. I talked about this a lot uh, when I talk about the ambitious stuff that we're doing is most people wait until the perfect moment to do a major milestone in their life or make a major change in their life. So it could be weight loss, right? So it's October now. We're coming up on the on at least the U.S. holiday soon with Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and all that other stuff. And so most people be like, you know, I don't want to lose weight until the new year because I'm going to eat like a fatty, you know, during Thanksgiving and Christmas and I'm going to eat pies and cakes and candy canes and all the other crap. And so I'm going to wait till the new year, right? So instead of making a change now, we delay that until the perfect time, which is the new year. But then what happens in the new year? Like, well, shit, I didn't work for three weeks. So it was the holidays and I was partying and I was eating freaking pies and cakes and candy canes. And so the first year you're like, oh, I'm going to wait a couple weeks. Oh, and the gyms are really packed because all these people made these New Year's resolutions. And I don't want to go into the to LA Fitness where there's a bunch of old sweaty fat people. Um, so now I'm going to wait another couple weeks. Well, now it's Valentine's Day. I'm just going to eat more chocolate. And so you wait and you put this thing off until this perfect moment in time. Well, there is no perfect moment in time. The perfect moment is what decision are you going to make at the next meal you eat? Right? If you're at the restaurant right now, can I change that and make that decision now? And so it's about being prolific, making as many decisions as fast as you can to take action versus waiting till that perfect moment because the perfect moment's never happening, right? I hear people on the business side, well, I'm going to wait till I get my tax check and that's what I'm going to take and I'm going to go get this WordPress site thing and I'm going to get this video shot. I'm going to wait till I get my tax check, right? Well, when the tax check comes, you got other freaking bills, all your credit card bills you haven't been paying for the last few months. There's never a perfect moment. The perfect moment is is the moment that you're living in right now and and I, I learned a lot of that from Dan is is, you know, when Dan writes a book, uh, Dan Kennedy, he sets a certain amount of time for it, right? He sets a certain amount of hours, and I'll just make this up. Say he he allots 20 hours for a book. Well, at hour 19 minutes or out 19 hours and 45 minutes, if he's on chapter seven and it was supposed to be 10 chapters, well, guess what? He's shipping it out as a freaking seven chapter book, right? Because a finished seven chapter book that's done is better than the 10 chapter book that never gets finished. Exactly. Because the first seven chapters can actually change someone's life. So stop thinking stuff's got to be perfect. Get it out the door. If you actually have something worth saying. So a little rant there, but I, I really believe in the prolific versus perfect because it's never going to be perfect, man. Ever, ever will it be perfect. But out the door, getting results, changing people's lives, creating opportunity is much better than than shelving something. Yeah, entirely. And I couldn't agree more with you because those parts in that I was just giggling my ass off when you were going on about that because um, I have my new year literally the day after my birthday. So October 1st is always my new year. 
yeah. and I found myself doing that. I was like, oh, I'm going to go do my goals. I'm going to go do my goals. I'm going to go, go do my goals for the next 12 months. It's five days in. I haven't done shit. I'm doing it. To, I'm literally started doing it this morning. I was like, how did I wait five days to write this? I've lost five whole days of a year. These five days could have been difference between me getting a client, me losing a client, me making a million dollars, me making no dollars. Essentially, just do it now. Shut up, get it done, out the way. And as far as perfection goes, I'm dyslexic, which is quite fun for me. It really is. Because <laughs> can, can you imagine being a copywriter and being dyslexic? Come on, with a short attention span? Yeah. Makes life a hell of a lot more fun challenge, if I will say that much. But the best part of it all is my clients love it. I've had clients, um, I've had like three clients in my entire history of working with people where they've actually come back and gone, oh, you misspelled the word on the fifth line about this. It's like, yeah, but read the entire thing. Did it make sense? Yeah, yeah, it made sense, but there was a line there. No one's going to buy if we can't spell the word uh, the. You wrote it H-T-E, not uh, T-H-E. I was like, all right, cool. Fair enough. I made one spelling error, which is fine. Um, just run it. Like, but I was like, all right, just edit the word or run it without it. I don't really care. They ran it. They still made the exact same amount of sales, which is a lot. I was like, no one really reads it if the story is good. They'll overlook things. Well, and there's a $5 editor on Fiverr you can buy to fix all that stuff. Again, the letter's freaking done, you know. And they, dude, I get that all the time from clients when I'm, I'm creating campaigns for them, and they're like, "Well, this one sentence doesn't make sense." I'm like, "It's a 27-page thing. One sentence doesn't make sense. Either delete it or change it." You know, um, they think it's got to be perfect, and they're not paying me to be perfect. They're paying me to make sales, or they're paying me to grow their business. And same thing for you. They're paying for you to to, to make people click the damn buy button, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a client, a, clients, man. <laughs> clients <laughs> suck. Damn it. <laughs> thing is, I actually almost bought. Um, I almost had a t-shirt made for uh, clients suck and just wear, wear it like, you know, I was going to get that, but then I realized. Gary, no. Gary Halbert style, right? Exactly. But then I was like, no, I shouldn't do that. But um, not yet. No, we, no, we really, we, we love clients. We really do. We, we, we do. We do love our clients, but um, this is the scariest thing. It's something I had a conversation with my buddy Toby about. Um, the moment you release all the emotion, the moment you accept whatever it is, the moment you don't actually, it's kind of like you don't really care. When you hit that moment, I don't really give a fuck anymore. Screw this. I'm done. You will find more comes to, towards you than anything else. And you don't have to publicly say it, by the way. Um, like Gary used to go around saying, clients suck. I don't want any more clients. Go away, yada, yada, yada. Walk out of a seminar room with 30 grand in checks. From clients? Yeah, from clients that want to hire him. That is the insanity of it all. I, did as pers- I didn't do this as a test. I actually genuinely did this. And my brain went, hello, stupid. Yes, this is how you always want to feel like that you're always booked up. Because um, all of September, I said, I don't want any clients. Don't want to work with anyone. Don't want clients. Clients, clients, not, not working on any copy in September. Not doing it, not doing it, not doing it. First week of September, over 25 grand clients. It's like two clients came in, 25 grand right there. It's like, Crazy. oh. Yeah, and I, I only collect like half of them. The other one, I was like, I looked at his stuff and went, I, I don't need to do that much. Let's put you on a consultancy charge because it means I don't actually have to write. I just get to talk to you, which is a lot easier than me sitting down again. There's a blank page in front of me. What do I do? Versus, hey, we're on the phone. Let's record this. Love it. Life life is so much easier that way. Something you actually have, uh, haven't really mentioned, but I really want to talk about is ambitious.com. I mean, well, you've gone into some detail about it, but like, what's this site going to be? Is it going to be more podcasts? Is it going to be like, because the last thing um, from our conversation previously, and one thing I do want to make clear to everyone listening to this, ambitious.com is not going to be a site where it's like interviews with interesting people where we talk about business. No, it's going to be kind of, uh, from what I understand, it's going to be, look, guys, people have built businesses in order to live the life they've wanted, such as look at Joe Smith over there. He's built a Six-figure business because that's all he really needs is a hundred grand a year, and he travels the world taking photos all out, all around doing what he loves. And 
essentially he just works once a week to check his campaigns to make sure they're working still. So, so that's one angle of it. So we're really trying to have a much bigger mission than that. So there's a guy by the name of uh, Peter Diamandis. If you guys don't know him, you need to know him. He wrote a, a New York Times bestselling book called Abundance and, and one called Bold. If you're going to pick out of the two, go read Bold right now. And we were in his office. We were in the XPRIZE offices. Um, so basically how he he's done a lot more than this, but his claim to fame is he created a $10 million XPRIZE to get the first person to create a suborbital flight. And, um, and he did it, and it was awesome. And now he has this thing called the XPRIZE where he has incentivized contests. Well, what he got me to do when we were in his office, in the XPRIZE office, is he goes, he, he turned to my partner Nick and I, and he said, how do you 10x your business? Like, not double your business. How do you grow 10 times? And Nick and I, like, looked at each other like, we don't know. We, ne we, never, we never thought of our business that way, right? So we have about 2,500 clients now. So 10xing that would mean 25,000 clients, right? It's taken us seven years, eight years to get to 2,500 clients, right? So to get from 2,500 to 25,000, we can't just do the same stuff more, right? We can't just go, uh, we, we, we speak a lot and that's how we get clients. Actually, my, my partner Nick's at a real estate event right now and he's speaking to 1,000 real estate agents and he'll, he'll bring in 40, 50 clients. Great. It's fantastic. It's awesome. But in order to grow 10 times, we can't scale that. We can't get on more stages to do 10 times the business. We can't run 10 times the Facebook ads. We can't, we, you have to deconstruct your business to bare bones and think about, throw out all the rules, throw out all the, the, the limitations, throw out all the, the, the boxes you have around your business, and you have to start from ground zero. It's what Elon Musk did with the Tesla. He threw out all, all the thinking that D Detroit had him you know, for, for cars, and he built a car from the ground up the way that you know, he wanted to build a car. So we started thinking about this, and, and we decided that not only do we probably not want to scale our business 10 times? We want to keep our business and it's growing and it's awesome and, and it's never going to change. But the 10 time multiple to go from a ballpark about 10 million in sales this year to $100 million in sales is going to be by creating a media platform. So we, we started looking at these media platforms. We looked at guys like Glenn Beck who have theblaze.com. We started looking at buzzfeed.com. Uh, you know, Nick's friends with uh, RN Huffington. So obviously we looked at Huffington Posts and, and some of these big media networks and we looked at the scale that they had and the influence they had and the the leverage that they had and we said you know what we have ties to a lot of these experts we know everything about the media game from the publishing side and the tv side and the video side why don't we create a media network and so we we began this process of creating a media network we ended up creating it for millennials because that's where the advertising dollars are and it is where the future of commerce dollars are going as well because the millennials are entering the workforce and now they're starting to gain affluence as they grow in the ranks they represent something like 40% of the workforce right now and that's only going to grow as more of the old people retire and and the young folks start to gain you know uh, leadership positions and so we we wanted to really target this group and I didn't want to go the same song and dance of here's the clothes you need to buy, here's the music you need to listen to. I really wanted to inspire young people to be better so they could be better leaders, so they could be uh, more ambitious, right? And so the site aims to tell young people the people, the places, and the things that you need to know about in order to live, in order to live, in order to live a more, live a more growing your business. That could be starting a business. That could be, you know, getting a raise and, and growing your career because you're stuck at a dead end job. Well, get your ass out of that. Get out of Dodge, man. Uh, Dan <laughs> Kennedy has this, has this great saying, you know, for people that live in like places where all it does is snow and there's ice everywhere. And he's like, you don't have to live there. You know, you don't, you don't 
You're not stuck there. If you go out on the road, there's these big-ass green signs that tell you what exit to take to get out of town, and you can go move somewhere else. And so that's what we're doing. We're teaching people how to, how to get a better job. We're teaching people how to travel. We're teaching people that there's other people just like them, and this is the inspiration for you to get off your ass. And then here's actually how to do it. Right. So not just inspiring them to travel here or to be like this person or to start this business or to get a better job, but actually the path of how to and how to do that. So um, big, audacious, ambitious goals. But it is my 10x multiplier. It is the business that, you know, if I'm being completely honest, it is the business that I want to build to 100 million dollar plus. Um, I want to build it to scale. And, and that's what we found a platform in order to do that. We're going to do it through uh, advertising revenue, which I believe is going to be a small portion of it, but also commerce with ambitious adventures and taking people on uh, ambitious adventures around the world with the Ambitious Academy, which is you know bringing people in and coaching them and teaching them. We're going to have live events. We're going to have a pair. We have, we have a, a whole commerce model where we're going to give these young people the tools, the people, the influence, and the leverage in order to be more ambitious. So long-winded way of saying I got a freaking lot of work to do. It is the <laughs> biggest damn undertaking I have ever done. Um, but it is really freaking cool because people want to talk about it. Uh, people are interested in the mission. Uh, you know, we've got every, we, we, we reached out to Richard Branson right when we launched and he gave us a big quote, Ivanka Trump. Um, you know, we got some of the biggest names in, in the business world behind us because they know that young people are the next leaders, not just as entrepreneurs, but also as, as managers, as CEOs, as board members, as nonprofit leaders, as people to, to, to be project leads. So people need to get behind these young people that we're not just a bunch of babies. We're not just, you know, our parents aren't, aren't su su supporting all of us, um, that we are the future of the world. And, and we're just trying to take care of them and show them the path of how to do it all. So I could talk about this shit all day, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to flip it to you and see <laughs> if there's anything interesting that I actually said out of that. Dude, there is tons of stuff that you're saying that's interesting out of that, especially in the sense of how you're actually bringing together all these minds, people and stuff like that to actually essentially without dissing the elder generation that came before us realistically life has taken such a huge turn with technology that is they the, my generation more than anything we're left leaderless essentially you yeah. have to either become the leader yourself there is no real example out there of what you can do to you know live the life on your terms i mean go back 150 years ago yeah there was examples because you got an apprenticeship and you got your ass out of dodge okay you want to be a blacksmith all right go be a blacksmith apprentice I want to work in a business. Okay, go find out who a business person is. Go do that. I mean, uh, W. Clement Stone, perfect example. The guy was practically, was it prior to the depression he grew up in? He grew up during as well, during. Um, frick, what did he do? He basically started a direct sales agency during that time period, selling door to door. Built a business up to like essentially what is 600 million or $600 billion. Huge amount of money uh, over the time. And that was basically started during his youth. Yeah. The reason he did that was because he was like, oh, I can sell coffee beans. Ta-da. <laughs> well, it's crazy. And so you have things like technology disrupting speed, right? Mm -hmm. Speed of implementation. Another thing that Peter Diamandis talks about is, is technology is the great disruptor. And it's also what allows the world to be more abundant. Because of technology, food's cheaper than it's ever been. Transportation is becoming cheaper than it's ever been. Uh, work is becoming cheaper than it's ever been. Uh, Vanity Fair, uh, at least in the US, I know you're over the pond, so you might not get the same magazines as we do. But Vanity Fair, uh, month of October, has Zuckerberg on the cover. And it's the disruptors issue. And so they have the list of the 50 or 100 whatever it is, biggest disruptors in the world. And number one, you got Zuckerberg. The dude's 31 years old, right? Yeah. 
worth 30 something billion dollars. So not only does he run Facebook, he also owns Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, and he's sending freaking drones over Africa, Asia, and Latin America, right? To give them free internet access so they can use freaking Facebook, right? No big deal. He's 31 years old. If he had waited until he was 40, until he was 50, until he was 60, think like you and I wouldn't even be having this conversation because we're part of a Facebook group together. That's how we met, right? Yeah. So without that, this connection doesn't happen. You got uh, Travis Kalanick from Uber. The dude's 39, started Uber. You got guys like Brian Chesky from Airbnb. He's freaking 34. Um, you got guys like Evan Spiegel. I have no clue how, how freaking Snapchat works, but the guy's worth $15 billion at the ripe old age of 25, right? Yeah, I, so I, you have I, prime opportunity because there's, there's no freaking risk. If you fail, who gives a shit? Then get a job, right? You can always go back and work at Starbucks, but why start at freaking Starbucks? Yeah, exactly. Right? The, the good news is, like, the way today's world works, and it's a huge thing. It's um, it's the it's the simplest thing in the world. Technology, now, as you said, impedes speed. It increases speed, but I think what it is is today's, uh, well, today's generation, like my generation, essentially, we're looking at things and we have too many choices of how to make wealth. Because if you really think about it, how, uh, for the love of good, God, good God, like, let's, let's look at it this way. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you have a spare room in your apartment, go on Airbnb and rent out that room. Money. Okay? You have 10 minutes on your day. Uh, so sorry, you have an hour of your day when you're driving home from your shitty-ass job or your job that you love, I don't really care, and uh, someone needs to, you pass a similar laundromat every single day, go to taskrabbit.com. I guarantee you someone will want their dry cleaning picked up from that place every day money there is so much money around us it's insane it's just what you're willing to do to get it and i think what we've actually got now is a we're spoiled we're essentially spoiled brats that have too much wealth in front of us and we don't know how to well we do know how to attain it but we're too picky with how to get there if you went back like 30 years ago you know if i said to you right direct mail is the only way you're going to make money you'd be like all right done but now i say direct mail Online, online ads, YouTube, Snapchat, da 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 whatever you want. I mean, for the love of goodness, one of my, uh, for the people that really want to hear how crazy this is, I have a friend of mine who I'm not going to name. Um, they actually have, they're starting a continuity business, by the way, in the most absurd niche you've ever heard of, Greg. Do you want to hear it? I love weird freaking niches. They drive me nuts. I love them. Let's foot, go. Foot fetish. Hey. Yeah. Essentially, what they do is they show up on camera. They spend 20 minutes with you uh, in this huge group live chat for 20 minutes. And you pay them 15 pounds, which is it's because in the UK, but it's about $25 a month to be a part of this. And you get like four shows a month for 20 minutes a piece. And they will actually mail you one piece of um, like some people really like socks and stuff like that, that they've worn. So they'll mail you their socks and um, just little tiny bits of whatever it is to your address for 30 bucks a month. Wow. Socks. Things that cost literally $2. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. That, I love it. Th that is a weird market. And this person only found this out because they were low on money. I had a conversation with them. They were like, do you think that would work for this thing? I was like, oh, let's test it out and see what happens. They're making money with it. That's insane. Yeah. I they, love it. But, but they got off their ass and they did something. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's... That's the important lesson there is that most people get get scared to hit go. They get scared to 
sell foot fetish sock things, whatever the hell they actually sell, right? <laughs> they they get they get scared to they're scared of the judgment they're going to get from their friends, their peers, their family. They get scared of a, a negative review. They get scared of a, a, a customer who doesn't want exactly what they want. Whatever the reason, they get scared of, but they never actually hit the go button, right? And you can't be successful without hitting that go button. Whatever it is that you want to do in your life, we have uh, we tell the story. Uh, on ambitious.com, uh, if you uh, just Google Prince Harvey and Ambitious, you'll, you'll find it. So he's a hip-hop artist, a rapper from uh, New York. He lives in an apartment with eight other dudes, and uh, he's trying to record his debut album on his laptop like every rapper in the world does now because they don't go to a studio. They just get a mic from the Apple Store and a computer. I think I know and, about. And his hard drive crashed, right? So his hard drive crashed. So obviously if you're living in a one-bedroom apartment with eight other dudes, you probably don't have enough money to go fix your hard drive nonetheless buy a new computer, right? So – most people say, screw it, I'll wait till my tax check comes and I'll do my I'll, I'll record my album then, or I'll wait until I get a raise at work, or I'll wait until perfect moment in the future that's never gonna freaking happen, and that's when I'm gonna do what I really want to do. This dude said, No, I want to record this album. I have something worth saying, I have something worth sharing with the world. It is in my heart and soul to create this album. And so the dude takes a train or a bus, I forget the, the, the exact details, doesn't matter. And he, and he goes to the freaking Apple store every single day for 90 days, 90 days, not nine days, not like once, 90 straight days. He walks into the Apple store and he records his album on one of the sample Mac laptops that like grandma comes in and asks how she can check her email from from the Mac genius guys and records his freaking album in the store. Right. That's how much this guy wanted it, wanted to record his album, right? And so imagine you're like you're like checking out the new iPhone and this guy's next to you going like – like making his own beats in the store and then he's rapping and he's editing and he has to like delete all his files every single day because they do a wipe of the computer. I mean that is someone who isn't scared to share what he has inside of him with the world, Yeah. right? And there are no excuses. Mm. Go ahead, man. I was going to say just agreeing with you right there. Fear is the biggest detriment between you and success. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That is it. And essentially, and by the way, guys, I have a lot, like anyone that's listening to go, oh, you guys, it's easy for you guys to say, guys, I was fucking scared shitless. There was times where I almost broke down and cried this year because of like how crazy things got. And anyone that knew me during that time period and really got to see the inside look of my life, they know um, 2015 did not start off the best way possible. <laughs> In the slightest, but 2015 near enough the end, I'm on like I'm on top of my game and kicking ass. Difference, taking action, getting off my ass, because action destroys fear. No matter what action it is, it could literally be I'm gonna pick up a notepad and pen, write an idea. Step one, write an idea. Step two, start implementing. It's all it could be. You could be oh I I, went, I want a new website, but I don't know what font to use. I don't know what website to use. Shut the fuck up and just put it out there. It could be ugly as balls. It could be ugly as balls, but if the content is good, people will come back. Um, yeah. You know Chris McCombs, right? Or McCombs. Yeah. Right. ChrisMcCombs.net, for the people who don't know, don't know who he is, I'm still working my ass off trying to get that guy on this podcast, but he is genuinely, if you look at his site, pri like, go back two years ago, it was, and I mean no offense to this, Chris, it was a minimalistic piece of, like, bare bones, not pretty, crappy kind of thing. It was so easy to read. You'd go there, it was easy, nice and easy, done. But it was minimalism. It was literally black and white text, and that's it. Huge white space with a tattoo, with his tattoo across the top. That was his blog design. That's now become iconic with him. 
because he couldn't it's be crazy. Bothered. He couldn't be bothered to design it. He was like, oh, screw it. I'm going to go with this. Did it. And now everyone's like, oh, my God, that is one of the best websites ever to read. And he, he has, like, millions of views on that site. Without a doubt. It's incredible. All right. So I know we're, we're pressed for time because so I don't want to keep because uh, I know you got a hard stop in about 20 minutes. So there's something we like to do always on this podcast. We've shed a crap load of information already for anyone that's missed it. Um, there's three steps that I really want you to lay out. So what are the three actions someone could take, whether they're my age, younger, or older, whatever, to really kind of start sitting on their asses? What are three steps that you can say, right, step one, do this, step two, do this, step three, do this? Yeah, so you, the good news is you can do a lot of stuff. The bad news is you have to get off your ass and do it. So, you know, step one, if you're that guy or girl who is watching Netflix on Friday night, the first step is just to break the pattern, right? you don't have to change the world the first night, right? So instead of watching Netflix on Friday night, go to a bar, meet the bartender, talk to them. Why are they working there? What, you know, check out the scene. What's happening? You know, if the bar thing's not your thing, you know, go do a yoga class. Go to a do, the first step is break the pattern. You have to break that pattern first, right? So, you know, if it's video games, how do you break the video game pattern, right? And that might just be going somewhere else to play video games. Might be breaking the pattern. But break whatever pattern it is. If your pattern is going to happy hour at 5 o'clock on Fridays, you know, with all your friends to talk shit, how do you change that pattern? Is there an event that you could go to, an entrepreneurial event? Is there a meetup event? Is there a creative event? Is there a concert that you could go to? Break the, the, the pattern that is stopping you from taking whatever action that you want to take, right? So that would be step number one. Step number two is really think about the shit that you get asked about all the time. What, do, do you get asked to you know, play the guitar? Do you get asked for relationship advice? Do you get asked to hook up the printer at your grandma's house? Like, what, what are those things that you get asked about all the time? And then step three, this is fundamentally everything that I believe in comes back to creating some type of media platform. If you want to have success in life, whether you want a career or whether you want to start a business, you need a platform with which to talk about that stuff, right? That could be a blog. It could be an email list. It could be a podcast. It could be a video. It could be a print newsletter. It could be, it doesn't freaking matter. Pick the type of media and start talking, right? Cultivate the tribe and start talking. Every successful person on the face of the planet has some type of a media network and a media platform with which they draw upon to share their ideas, to share their opinions of authority. This is something that I got from uh, Sally Hogshead, who's a freaking rock star. And she talks about having opinions of authority. No one wants a wishy-washy guru or Buddha or expert or whatever that you want. You must have firm opinions of authority, right? Opinions that you believe in, right? So Glenn Beck has opinions. You might hate his opinions. You might love his opinions, but he has opinions and that builds his tribe. He has a media platform, which is his radio show, which is theblaze.net, which is his books, all these different places where he can use his opinions of authority and put them into said marketplace. So step one, break the pattern of whatever it is. Step two, start thinking about the things that people ask you about. And step three is create a media platform with which you can then talk about those things, cultivate the tribe, the community, whatever the hell you want to call it, but use media to start furthering your vision. And again, you could be at a company, you might just be an IT dude, but what are your opinions of authority? What are the things that people ask you about? What are your opinions about how to run a router and all this weird stuff that I mean, I don't know anything about <laughs> IT, but you know, um, 
you know, but create a media platform because guess what? Other IT firms might look for that. Maybe there's a raise. Maybe there's an opportunity. Maybe there's a, an entire venture that you can create. doesn't matter. So whether you want to start a business or just move your career up, use media to escalate that to showcase your opinions of authority. So there you go, man. Rock and roll. Kick some ass. And uh, tell, us, tell us what you did, right? Even if it was just going to a bar. Just tell me that you went to a freaking bar on Friday night instead of playing video games. And I will do a virtual Twitter pat on the back to you, my man. That'd be cool. All right, guys, you had him literally below this podcast. Actually, you can actually follow both of us. Uh, I'm at Adela Marcy. Greg, what's yours? Just Greg Roulette, man. Super yeah. simple. Two L's, two T's. He's actually there. Dude, thank you so much for taking time to actually go ahead and do this. As always, guys, we're sponsored, we're sponsored by Ambitious.com uh, for this show today. And we're also sponsored by PurelyHosting.com. Uh, sorry, PurelyHosting.net forward slash uh, Adel. Should go ahead and actually put the links underneath the podcast as usual. Um, Greg, it's been a pleasure having you here, man. Thanks so much. Killer, man. Thanks, dude. Take care. Bye.